Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I'm thrilled to have you join me as we delve into conversations around optimizing our health, pushing past our fears, pursuing our dreams, and inspiring each other to live a life by design, not by chance. I believe magic happens over coffee and sharing experiences. I've made plans to change careers, move to a new country, organized exciting adventures, and even formed some of my most incredible relationships over coffee. So grab your favorite cuppa, sit back, and enjoy our beautiful chats along with our special guests. You never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode. Wow, the world is definitely definitely feels like a different place from a week ago, and I just want to say that today's episode has nothing to do with COVID-19, but I do just want to acknowledge that times are very difficult for many people, difficult for some more than others in terms of their own personal situations and whether they've already been impacted uh, financially or health-wise or just, you know, feeling the anxiety of it all, and so my hope is for you today is that this can get us just give you a little bit of a break from the madness. And um, although we all need to do our part, we also need to look after our mental health. And it's okay. It's okay to shut off from everything that's happening and just be in the moment over the next hour. So today I'm excited. This guest, oh, she's just like a ball of awesome energy. And that's exactly what we all need. So this week I have Leah Borges on um, on the podcast. And Leah's a fitness war- warrior. She's a powerful female entrepreneur. She's an incredible health coach. She focuses on coaching women, particularly with the keto diet. And what I love is Leah shares with us her very own personal story of losing 65 pounds and going through that process herself and how now that's really taught her so much, not just just about our physical well-being, but how releasing that weight, how it, it just changed so much for her and for the people around her. We also get into a lot of mindset stuff. This is what I love about Leah. She is just has such a strong personality and that I love that there's so much that I learn from her and I say that a few times within the episode but one thing she's very good at and has become good at is not caring what other people think so she's willing to tell the truth when it's hard and if you're a coach listening in or a personal trainer or in any kind of those of those industries and even us personally right just with people we care about it can be really hard sometimes to tell the truth. It's easy just to say, oh, that's okay. And um, But Leah's really good at telling the truth and letting people sit in that and not worrying what they think of her. And so, wow, I just think that's such a good thing. And I know something that I can definitely continue to develop. So friends, there's a lot of beautiful golden nuggets in this one for everyone, for coaches, for your average person that, you know, maybe you're not coaching, but maybe you are desiring to lose this weight or maybe have a stronger mindset. 
I just know there's something in here for you. And we all know you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. So friends, for the next hour, sit back, listen and enjoy this episode. There is a little bit, um, there's one little spot that will be a bit jumpy because we actually got kicked off the internet and just hang in there if the internet feels like um, the audio kind of comes in and out a little bit, but it's not for long periods of time. So hang in there through those times. It will be worth it. All right, friends, have a fabulous one. Hi, Leah. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast, finally. I know. How are you? I'm good. I've been wanting to have you on here for a little while, but you are a busy person and our time difference yeah. doesn't help. I know. Three hours is like a lot. Yeah. So Leah's in Toronto. I'm here in Vancouver and I'm so excited for us to really share this journey because we became fast friends pretty much online. We've never met in person. I know this guy. It's it's really crazy. I think like we met in a Facebook group or something. Yeah, you saw me posting or something. I can't even remember. It's funny you say that. I don't think I remember either. It's like the power of social media. But we, um, I think we became fast friends because we're very similar in certain ways, and then mm-hmm. in ways that we're not. I really like admire certain characteristics of you. They're like things that I wish I could do more of. So I'm always learning from you. Oh, this. It's nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> what I love, though, is this story. And I'm always fascinated by people's stories and what's brought them to the point in their life that they're at, like the like, like success. And I know for you, you've had this pretty big weight loss story. So do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Like, how much did you lose? What was life like before you lost the weight? And, you know, did the weight actually bother you most of the time or... Was it just all of a sudden one day it did bother you? Yeah. So, um, I, like, I don't know. It, um, it started like over 10, 10 years ago, like maybe we're 20, 20. Well, it's like really hard to believe, but um, <laughs> it started way back in, uh, maybe about 14 years ago. Now that I really think about it. Um, I like, I had always been active previous. Um, like I was a, a collegiate athlete. i played elite sports. I played tennis in um, high school and college, and I did a little bit of the pro tour for a while. Um, and I've always been athletically inclined, so I was always like fit, like without really having to work at it, but just because like if you're, you know, you're playing all the time, you're practicing all the time, it sucks up the majority of your time. So I was really fit without even noticing or having to worry about it. Right. It was just like um, part of your lifestyle and the way you were yeah. living. Yeah, it was all, it was that, you know, and I, like, I think I probably ate healthy by default, if I really think about it, just because, I mean, you can't eat crappy and play six hours a day, (laughs) you cannot, Um, but anyway, so once I stopped playing, um, like, I was still, like, going to the gym and things like this, but then um, when I got married the first time, I just, I don't know, I just, like, life happened and I just stopped doing stuff and then I got a regular job and then I like now that I really think about it I was eating a lot of junk and I became like I don't know I just became this sedentary person which I'm not really I'm not really that type person at heart Mm. naturally so I became very sedentary and then fast forward like I start. I went through this really bad divorce. It was really bad. It was very um, emotional, and I just remember, like one day, I don't know what someone said something to me at work. I think, and I just it just sent me into this freaking tailspin, and 
Long story short, I somehow I ended up in the break room of my job in the fetal position in tears. Like, so they commented about your weight. No, they. It was. It was something. I can't even remember what it was. It right. Was, it was something inconsequential. But the point is, like, it sent mm. me into this freaking tailspin. And then I went to see my my doctor. So, in, in long story short, I ended up on antidepressants. It was horrible, horrible. And um, I guess once I started feeling a little bit better, I was still eating crappy. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. One day. I, I don't know, one day it just, I found myself, oh, I wonder what my weight is. I wonder, you know what I mean? I don't mm. know, it's just one of those things that went into my brain. But previous to that, like a couple days before that, I remember I went shopping, I went shopping uh, with my in-laws. This was a few months prior to all this happening. And um, I went in in the dressing room and I like we were you know we're all girls or women or whatever so we were you know trying on clothes and then all yeah. of a sudden like I was like undressing or whatever and then I just hear all this laughter and I was just like what like what's so funny and I was just like puzzled and they were like oh my god you look just like us now <gasps> and I was just like oh and they were like, yeah, I remember when he first came, you know, and you were, you know, like they thought I was skinny or whatever. Right. And I was just like, I was mortified. I was like, and at that point it started to bother me. So anyway, fast forward to when, when I was in my bedroom and I remember I'm like, let me just get on the scale. Let me just see. It can't be that bad. <gasps> I got on the scale and I'm like, oh my God. I was like almost 190 pounds. And I was like, like when I took a good look at my clothes, I was like a size 22, 24. Wow. I can't even imagine that looking at you now. <laughs> I know. Right. And it's totally out of character for me. And I was just like, I like, I just, it just blew my mind. I'm just like, all these thoughts coming through my mind. I'm just like, I am not accepting this. Right. And I just like, I have to do something now ASAP. Mm. And so that's when I was just like, I got to like, not freaking kill myself. I just can't do this. So right. fast forward, um, I started, uh, like I got the divorce and everything and I started dating my husband now. And I like, I saw the way he was eating and he has really good habits naturally. So I was just like, okay, I can't, right. like, I cannot, like, I cannot be dating this man who's very, you know, into health and stuff. If I am not like, I'm not walking that walk. And it's who I was anyway. It's like who I was supposed to be anyhow. So I was just like, okay, let me just clean up my ex. So I started like, like Rosa, seriously, at the height of my, like, and I call it like this food addiction, sugar addiction. At the height of it, I had, I was like drinking five to six Pepsis a day. Mm. I had a junk drawer at my, at my job where I had like, I had a little key with a lock on it. Like, this is true story. <laughs> I had I had chocolate covered peanuts in there. I had Oreos in there. I had sugar, sugar, sugar. And I was eating that stuff all day, every day. Amazing. Right. And so I just decided I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just, I'm not. So I, you know, I stopped. I weaned myself off the Coke. Um, I stopped eating all that sugar and I just started like really looking at like my habits and stuff, like what I was doing, what I was eating, who I was hanging out with. 
Which is, this like- is incredible. Like, I just want to stop for one second because I think especially the beginning part of your story where you say, I don't know how it happened. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people can relate to that, whether it's mm-hmm. about weight loss, whether it's about you know, their career or their relationships or whatever, right? Because this, mm-hmm. these kind of habits and we, our habits either take us like towards what we want or away yeah. from it. And I think yeah. so many people, myself included, have been, there have been stages in my life where I'm like, how did I get here? But when we look mm-hmm. back, I mean, we can see the habits mm-hmm. that got us there. And um, yeah. yeah, so that was really when you said that, I was like, oh yes, I think a lot of us can relate yeah. to that for sure. So, you know, the tripped out thing was that, um, like, I understand now how it happens because it happened to me. So, like, right. you go from a size six to an eight, and it's not a big deal. And then the next month, you're in a 10. And then in a couple months, you're in a 12. Right. And it's a 16 and then it's an 18, you know what I'm saying? Right. Until it gets up to that point and you don't realize it because you're just, you're mentally, you're not really paying attention, but also right. the people around you are not like they, they just, they're not, they are not going to tell you the truth about it. that's the facts. They're not going to right. say, Hey, you're gaining weight. You're, you might want to look at what you're doing. Right. Um, Well, and especially with the comment that you had of you're like us now. And so it's (gasps) like people, that is that tribal thing. Like people won't Mm -hmm. tell you because it makes them feel better about themselves. What Mm -hmm. I'm really curious about is now that you look back, like besides obviously the weight, Mm -hmm. how do you think the weight, because even though you didn't really kind of notice it happening, how do you think the weight was affecting you? like mentally, socially, like when you look back, can you see that maybe it was affecting you in various ways other than just like the size? Yeah, for sure. Because, um, it's like, it made me feel like not who I was meant to be. Mm. Right. Um, I was always like, if I really think back on who I really am, like at my core, like when I was growing up and stuff, I was always like into different things. I was always busy. I was always, you know, um, progressive, proactive, creating something, doing something. And in this time period, it was just like, oh, I just go to work, come home. And that was the extent of it. Right. Um, And so it did, like, it will take you out of like who you're, who you're really meant to be and who you're supposed to be. And you don't have the energy, I would assume. Yeah, I didn't have the energy, but also it it started, I think the danger is when it starts to be normal. Right. So like, I have this saying, so like the women that I work with now, I'm like, you know, after they've been, you know, doing what, you know, our program for like three months or something, I'm like, oh my God, I feel so much better. I didn't realize how bad I felt until I didn't feel like that anymore. Oh my gosh, that is so true, isn't it? So many yeah. people don't realize mm-hmm. that they don't feel amazing until they feel amazing and can look back. Yeah. So now it's like, you know, so when that becomes the new normal, when you, the, you know, when you have less energy, when you just sit around, when it, you become complacent, because what that's what it really is, when you become accepting of, of that condition, that's really where the danger is because then you have the it's you have the propensity to run 
even further off the rails. Right. So for me, that was definitely true. And, you know, like I had gotten to the situation where like my knees hurt. Um, I was tired a lot. I, yeah. And it just became a normal feeling. So it's right. like, oh, okay, well, this is normal. So, right. And the more you feel like that, the less action you want to take. Yeah. Ironically. I love that you brought your husband into this because you mentioned how just because of the way he was living his life that you, Mm -hmm. you had to improve your, improve your life. And it's, you have like both sides of the spectrum. Like you have the side where you became like the people who had put on weight and they were happy because you were one of them. But then Mm -hmm. you have the other side that when you make a choice to spend time with people who are different and that just by the way they live their lives, they lift you up. And that's really powerful. I mean, I think that's the best Mm -hmm. kind of diet plan out there is really to start spending time with people that are living the way that you want to be. And it sounds like that just happened by default for you. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's the best because, um, when I first, so when I first started, um, I first got back to like working out on a regular basis and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm not doing this life anymore. I'm just not doing that because I'm not down with that. (laughs) Um, and I was like working out like an hour a day and, you know, eating right and stuff like that. And I was just doing it. It was just my lifestyle like that. Right. Um, but like when I was working with other women, so I started working with other women, helping them the way, you know, I wish I had had the help before. And what would happen was like their significant others or their friends or whatever would, they would start to sabotage. Mm. They would not. Um, and I'm talking about husbands, boyfriends, best friends, right? That's right. Um, fa- family members, they would sabotage. They would tell them, oh, what do you think you're doing? this is not going to work. It's just going to be another quote unquote diet. You're going to fall off. You don't need to be doing that. We have stuff to do. You can't go to the gym. You can't do it. So I'm like, what is this? That was like a brand new phenomenon for me to hear about this happening. It was not isolated cases. This was like, right. it was very common. Yeah, I've seen that too with my, with my own clients. Yes. And it's, it, and sometimes it's very subtle the way they Mm-hmm. jeopardize it. Like, let's go to this restaurant where there's literally yeah. no options for the person. So they don't say it, but they yeah. do, they do those things. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I can say that like when my now husband and I got married, like he never, never discouraged me. And, and you, they say never say never, but I'm saying never. Yeah. <laughs> he never discouraged me. He never like gave me the side eye when I would want to go to the gym. Right. Even if it was a couple times a day, he never was like, you don't need to work out today. He right. never stopped me. He never discouraged me. He never, you know, he was always very supportive. And he's like, you need to go to the gym today. Cool. What times do I need to pick you up? Nice. Like, you know, nice. always. And he's still like that today. So who you hang out with, you know, it makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and now for me, <laughs> I'm like, I have a very strong personality. So, you know, when people tell me I can't do something or I shouldn't be doing something, mm-hmm. I don't really care what people say. <laughs> I do what I know I need to do. I think we have that. But I know a lot of, I know, right. But um, I know a lot of women are not like that, you know, yeah. and, you know, and this is the other flip side, right? It's like we, for some reason, we have this, I don't know, guilt gene built in or something that when somebody pushes that button, we're just like, oh, Oh, I'm taking time away from my family by going to the gym. I'll just not go today. And honestly, that's where it starts. 
because when you take one day off, maybe it's, it's easier to take two, it's easier to take Absolutely. Off, so you're not doing it anymore, right? Um, so there's that whole, that, that whole dynamic, you know, that I see with a lot of women and their partners, husbands, significant others, family members and stuff like that. But um, I'm really, I'm blessed that I have, you know, a husband that he's always super supportive. He, he never discouraged me, never tried to stop me. Um, and I keep my circle of really close friends close like that because they are those types of people. Mm -hmm. And that's who I choose to surround myself with because then it's just easier. I don't really have to think about it and I don't have that kind of stress in my life. That's right. Of people trying to stop me from reaching my goals or maintaining or whatever. That's right. Yeah. I just want to take me, take us back a little bit to like those early days when you decided you were going to make changes. Like what, um, you mentioned like you stopped with the, with the junk food and that kind of thing, but how, Mm -hmm. First of all, what was that like though? Like first, what, what simple changes at first? Cause I know mm-hmm. later on we'll get into kind of your movement now and what mm-hmm. you're a big part of now, but mm-hmm. what were those early changes and how did they actually feel? Because I can't imagine even though you made it up in your mind to mm-hmm. do it and you were going to do it, um, it still probably wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. So... The thing that I have about this is that, like, I will, like, for me, and I've always been like this, and maybe I'm, like, a unicorn in that respect, but I will do the hard thing, even if it sucks, and I don't necessarily have to have people rooting me on to do it, right? right? That's the thing. So, for me, it was seeing the effects of what I was doing Mm -hmm. on my body. And knowing how I felt, right? That was the, that was the number one. Um, and then I was just like, I did surround myself with people with the community that supported healthy lifestyles and healthy living and exercise and these types of things. So I did right. do that. Um, here's one, like, you can always make, like, really simple changes without it seeming like it's changing your entire world. Yeah. <laughs> so and I think really, done, that's so important. Yeah. So here's a really, really easy, simple change that I made by watching my husband before we got married. Okay. So I, I noticed that he would never, he never used salad dressing mm. from the store ever. Right. And I watched how he did it. So all he did was he would have some balsamic vinegar, olive oil, a little bit of spices. He would um, mix it in the in the bowl, pour it over the salad, and shake the salad together. Oh, just like I do, <laughs> right? It's kind of really old school, simple, right? Very old school, but effective. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when I saw him doing that, I'm like, oh, I can do that, right? Because I mean, I like I have that stuff on hand anyway. And do I really want to spend two or three dollars on the stupid? salad dressing thing from the store so whatever so that was one of the things I started with I was just like okay I can do that I can just make a salad make my own dressing whatever so it kind of started there and then once I stuck with that the other changes like it started becoming easier now um getting off the sugar was not so easy in fact it sucked you know it it was like I had withdrawal symptoms like crazy like oh tell us about those because it's good for people to know. I think so many times we just like focus on the easy and the positive. And if anyone's listening that really is desperate to make this change, I, I believe it's empowering to know 
the hard part because then you expect it and it doesn't shock you so much and you can push through. Yeah. So when I like, I just decided I wasn't going to like ply my body with sugar anymore. So, um, I stopped eating, like stopping the Oreos was really hard because I was addicted. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oreos is my thing. Love it. And I'll, I know, and I'll go into it later, but the, there are certain things that if, if you know that that's your like kryptonite, then you shouldn't even be putting it in your mouth. It shouldn't even come into your house. Right. So that part was tough. Um, but the Pepsi was harder, you know, so I just, I just stopped buying it mm-hmm. and I just, I would just like wean myself down. Um, but like I had headaches, like you'll have these withdrawal symptoms so it's just like coming off drugs kind of you know Mm -hmm. you have headaches you start getting irritable you start you know your sleep is affected and all of this and I like I had to take more aspirin than I would have liked right um but I was just like okay like day three I can push through this Mm -hmm. I can (laughs) I can make this happen so um Day five, I just noticed I didn't have any headaches anymore. And I looked in the mirror, I'm like, oh my God, my skin is better. Like, right. you know, you start noticing all those different changes. So that's when I knew I was over the worst of it, like the sugar addiction. And then I just told myself I'm never going back there. Like, ever. Right. And that is, that is hard. I think um, whenever I've gone through something, try to cut something out that's hard, I always think like your body's having this like, these symptoms and these reactions because that thing was not good for you. Like it's trying Mm. to come out of your body so that your body can get to a healthier, happier state. And that kind Mm. of always helps me to get through like those detoxes and like just knowing, Mm. okay, like sometimes you feel worse before you feel better. And if you don't go through that storm, you can't get to the other side. Like you've got to go through it. Yeah. And I call it like, I call it your brain doing a temper tantrum. Right, <laughs> because it's like we want what we had before. We totally. want to feel like that. We oh want it. You know? So, but pushing through That's is true. always it'll always be worth it. You just gotta yeah. know once you you know hit the hump and you're over the hump, then the rest of it will be easier. Yeah, you're what you, how you described all of that in the exercise reminds me of um I just looked it up again because it was a quote by Tim Grover and. Tim Grover, he's got a book called Relentless from Good to Great. I don't know if you've read it, mm, but I think I've heard of um, He's he was the trainer to Michael Jordan, the late Kobe Bryant, like he's trained all the greats. And so he had a quote not too long ago that um that I shared out and it was I'm not telling you to love the hard work. I'm telling mm-hmm. you to crave the end result so intensely that the work becomes irrelevant. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's how you you approached it. Like you, mm-hmm. yeah, you knew the exercise was going to feel hard or whatever, but you were so in love with that result and mm-hmm. where it would take you that you just made up your mind that that's what you were going to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the first time, like there was this program that I did, um, that was, um, and that's another thing that I did. I did a structured program from beginning to end and that really helped me, but okay, I did this program and it was, Oh, gee, like what the hell? It was so hard Rosa I can't even tell you the first time so I saw like a workout program or like Mm. everything like eating and okay no the eating at that point it was it was not a problem that became easier right yes it was the physical workout part so I remember seeing the program on an infomercial on tv yeah like oh my god that's right up my alley I want to get that so I did and the first day I was just like oh my god I was (laughs) 
like I was on my knees. Yeah. Like dying, like gasping. And I was right. just like, you must be crazy. You're, you're, you, you, I don't know what you think this is, but this, you're crazy. I, <laughs> right. I dropped all kind of F-bombs and everything, <laughs> but I knew, even though it hurt, it like hurt like so bad. And I, but I knew that I was going to see it through. Right. At that point, like stopping was not an option. Like I got it now, I, I bought it. So I'm going to. I'm going to push through and it, no right. matter how so you invested, insane. like you invested yeah. in yourself, which I think is important, whether it's a dollar yeah. or whether it's like a thousand, right? It's, it's not really yeah. about how much you invest. Yeah. It's really more about what you're telling your body and yourself that you're worth this investment. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is really hard. I mean, it, it was painful. It was like, right. I, I sweat buckets and anybody that knows me knows uh-huh. I don't, like, it's hard for me to sweat. It is, right. you know, unless I'm, and, and I, ooh, it was, but after week one I'm like okay I got through week one now I, now I tackle week two right and it it didn't become easier I became better and that's the thing and then yeah, so, say that again because that was that was amazing yeah it, it it didn't get easier I just got better yeah and I didn't just get stronger like physically, but mentally, every time I had to tackle that particular thing, that particular workout, that particular day, it, I just got stronger and my resolve got stronger. Cause I'm like, okay, I can, if I can tackle that workout, I can tackle it tomorrow and I can do better tomorrow. If I did seven pushups today, I can do 10 tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I feel and, like I'm cheering you on, but you've already, <laughs> done like, it's so true what you're saying though. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And so the tripped out thing is that at the end, I just felt like, I'm like, one day I was just like, why do I feel like I could just bust out like 25 pushups right now? Amazing. Like, right. It was crazy. And I got to the point where I could even do the plyo ones. Like Brilliant. I could yeah, push yeah. myself up out of the air and do the clap and do the yeah. plyo pushup. It was crazy. Yeah. So that, that experience just let me know, like I can do anything and it'll always be worth it to push through to the end. Yeah. You know, and how did it start to change your life? Like outside of the physical, like what kind of changes did you see around you? Um, I think I became less accepting of BS. Mm, Well, I know (laughs) you're not accepting of it. So no, no. yeah, I just, I became like, if you're going to come on my Facebook page and complain and spew negativity, then that's not the place for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not the one, I'm not the person. Um, but also I think through, through this whole journey, one of the biggest things um, is that I like, if I think back over my life and like how I conducted myself and things like this, um, I grew quite a lot, but I think that the truth is, is that people, that I was close to, like, they wouldn't, like, they wouldn't tell me the truth. Mm. They wouldn't because either they want to spare my feelings or they thought I would, I don't know, get mad at them or whatever, whatever the case may be. But the truth wasn't being told is the point. People have a hard time telling the, telling Mm -hmm. friends the truth Yeah, because of that, because they're worried of how they will be perceived. Yeah, exactly. So I realized that that was the, that that was the case. Mm. And I, at that point, I just resolved that I was not going to be that person for others. Wow. Right. So I, you know, 
I'm pretty much, I'm very, I'm a really straight shooter. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, most times people don't have to wonder (laughs) what's on my mind. Um, people don't have to wonder where they stand with me. Yeah. Um, and that's what I loved about you instantly. Like I saw that even online instantly. And I know because of that, that in the, like the chats that we have and watching you online, that I've become a bit more like that because I am the kind of person that my initial instinct is to hold back Mm -hmm. and not to upset people. And, Mm -hmm. but I know that I've become braver just because of the way you are, because you're, you're a really good example for us. And you're right. Because if I was in that position or in a position where I'd rather a good friend tell me something that's hard to hear, Mm -hmm. but they have my best interest in heart at heart where sometimes people are giving us advice and really we don't need to listen to it because they're not in that mm-hmm. arena with you or their, right, their best right. interest is not you. Right. So there's times right. where, where to listen and when not to, mm-hmm. but I think it's, you're right. It's powerful to be that person for other people. Yeah. So I just, I resolved in my mind that I was not going to be that person for mm-hmm. others. Right. That I, you know, incredible. I, I'm not afraid to have the hard conversations with people and you know, tell them what they need to hear versus what they want to hear or versus what's going to make them comfortable. So, you know, I'm always like, I'm always mindful of the other person's feelings. Um, So I try to deliver in a way that they can listen. Um, But sometimes you do have to just come correct with people. Um, So here's a good, a great example. Um, I was working with a young lady, um, couple months ago and we, you know, in the Facebook group or whatever that I have, uh, we were doing a, um, like a 10 day, uh, Kickstarter, keto Kickstarter as we call it. Um, so she was, you know, she had, you know, told me her story and everything like that about how, you know, she was pre-diabetic. She was overweight, nothing ever worked for her and all these things, which I've heard, like, I honestly, I've heard everything, everything under the sun by this point. So I'm like, okay, great. This, this will really help you. Just follow along with the guide, follow the guide, ask questions in the group. I'm really excited to help you. You know, really excited to have you in the group and see what your results are going to be. So I can tell, like, <laughs> I, this ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> right. So I can tell when somebody is, um, I can tell when somebody is not engaged. I know when they quit on themselves simply put. So I noticed that she has stopped posting after the first or second day. Um, So I'm just like, okay, like my job is is to facilitate change. My job is to support. My job is to give them the tools they need. It's not, yeah, it is not to do the work and it's not to chase someone. Yeah. Right. I used to chase people because I wanted it for them more than they really wanted it or more than they really were committed to doing the work. And I used to do that, but I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. A lot of health pros can really relate to that for sure. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the facilitator and that's pretty much Beautiful. My, my role. So I'm like, okay, you know, she's not posting. Okay. I have other people I need to support or whatever. So we did that. And then at the end of the 10 days, I messaged her and I said, I said to her, Hey, you know, haven't seen you, you know, around. I haven't seen you posting a long time. No hear from, um, how was the group? And then she messaged me back. She was like, it was good. You know, it was really good. I'm like, oh, awesome. Tell me about the results you had. <laughs> <laughs> I like that direct question. And then, 
yeah. I'm like, great. Tell me about the results you had, right? Because I want to know. I want to know from yeah. everybody, right? I just, I want to know. So after a while, a while being an hour or so, <laughs> she's like, well, honestly, I didn't have any results because I didn't really follow it. And after two days, I dropped off. Right. And I let it sit for a minute. And then my, my words to her were, hmm. That's what I typed. H-M-M-M. <laughs> and then she messaged me back. She's like, what does that mean? And then I said, do you really want to know? Yeah, I love how you asked. <laughs> and then she said, yes. And then so I told her, I said, honestly, I knew you weren't going to get any results because you weren't engaged. And, you know, what we get out of it is proportional to what we put in mm-hmm. and you weren't really committed because if you were committed to yourself as much as you're committed to everybody else that I see you supporting and posting about, then you would have really awesome mm. results. No, because you're not. <laughs> yeah. That's what I told her. And then whatever else she said after that is immaterial because that's really what the situation was. Uh, but you know what? I, I, I really love that advice because that is very typical of so many people that are really caring. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. here she is supporting other people yet for Mm -hmm. her own self, she wasn't Mm -hmm. giving herself what she deserved, but what do you, you know, like she's obviously not ready. Right. And we can't, right. Right. There's nothing we can do to make people ready. And when you weren't ready, you weren't ready either. Right. Right. What do you, do you think there's anything we can do to help people to become ready? Or do you think it's just something that happens or maybe it doesn't happen for some people? So I, so (laughs) that's a loaded question because, okay. Mm. So I think, so my approach is this, my honest approach is how I approach it. I, I think the best way to help people come around is to bring things to their awareness. Right. So just like the way you did actually. Yeah. And the only way we can bring things to their awareness is if we're honest with them. Yeah. I could have very well said, oh, we can try next month. I could have said that. It probably brought some things to her awareness. And I know at the at the very least she'll think about it. Yeah. What I love about that, Leah, is that you have the courage to do that because you, and this is for any of our health professionals, like coaches, trainers, anyone listening in is that, um, and what I've learned from you and I'm learning is that you really had to be okay with her probably bad mouthing you in her mind or out loud or whatever, like, cause she has to go through that process and blame someone and you were willing to be that yeah. person. I know for sure I've had times where I'm yeah. not willing to be that person, but it does a disservice to the people that were really looking to help. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really feel like, you know, that's the best way to make people aware of what's happening Mm. in their lives and how they're conducting themselves because this particular person, she's a very, she's a loving person. Mm -hmm. Obviously she loves her family and everything like that. But the point is that she's doing more for them than she would ever do for herself. And in so doing, she's destroying her health. Yeah, I guess what's ironic is that it's just the way we look at things is very linear, where if Mm -hmm. she really focused on herself, got her health 
you know, to a better place, built that confidence. Cause like, as you saw your mindset shifted, everything around you shifted, how much more she could actually do and give to her family and how much she could positively influence them by. Yeah. Cause chances are, if she yeah. has those habits, so does her family and the people around her. I'm not saying mm. for sure, but that's mm-hmm. very possible. And so really in changing herself, she can make such a bigger impact. So we think we're doing the right thing and not being selfish, but really being selfish can be the right thing for the, yeah. the bigger picture. So the reality is that is this, is that if we're not like, if we're not um, telling people the truth, then we're being selfish. Yeah. We are. Oh, it's us. You know, we're being selfish. We're being selfish is us because we're worried more about how we're perceived and we're worried more about us and our feelings. Yes. Oh, Leah. Because right? we're not. Yeah. So we're holding back. So I mean, I'm saying um, yes, because I agree, so but I'm 100% guilty yeah. of this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for telling I used me. To, I used to be the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be the same way. I used to never like, I wouldn't tell people what was really up because I was afraid that, you know, they would not talk to me or they would, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, or they would not follow me, you know, social media, we tend to be all politically correct all the time. Because yes. We don't want to piss anybody off or we don't want to upset people. We don't accept the apple cart. That's right. When the reality is I found that the more I embrace that part of myself and the more that I embrace that mindset and that mentality, the, the, the wrong people yeah. gravitated away and the right people gravitated. Right. People know exactly where to come when they're so ready for that change. They do. They do. And the thing is, is that they know, like I've had people post, oh my God, if you are going to give a bunch of excuses, you not, you don't, you can't work with her. Right. <laughs> Beautiful. If you don't want, if you don't want, you know, if you don't want the truth then you can't like, don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You know, and I, honestly, I can make more, you can make more impact on yeah, I agree. That's powerful. Okay. Let's move on to um, a fun, another fun part. The whole thing's been fun. I always love chatting with you, but let's talk keto because you weren't keto from the beginning, or at least I don't think you were. Tell me a little bit about that journey. No. I know you're really passionate about it. I know it's done a lot for you and your community. So um, I'm a big fan of keto. I've gone through phases of doing keto. I'm not keto hundred percent of the time, but um, I am a big fan. Tell us Tell us about that journey. When did you kind of discover it? When did you realize this was for you and that you mm. could really use this tool to help others? So I think it was once I hit And maybe tell us what keto is, Leah. I just realized some people might not fully okay. understand what keto is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just in a nutshell, without getting scientific, what it yeah. is in layman's terms, it's a high fat, low carb way of eating. It's not a diet. So your calories and your food consumption is coming mostly from fat and from protein and from carbohydrates. Um, so you really, we're really restricting carbohydrate intake to 5%, 5 to 10% of your daily uh, calorie intake. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. And honestly, that's a little bit of what makes it a little controversial. It's not controversial for me because I know what the facts are, but um for a lot of people that we've been plied with this low fat, um, high carbohydrate, <clears throat> I call it dogma. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's counterintuitive for a lot of people and therefore they feel it's controversial. So that's what keto is in a nutshell. Brilliant. And so how did, yep. how did it, um, 
how did it, I was going to give some more details about keto, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> how did you fall into it? Like, how did you first discover it and decide like, you know what, I'm going to give this a go or this is something that I'm, yeah, that I'm really going to go for. So I think it was when, um, I was like in my late thirties, early forties. Um, I noticed that, you know, the things that I was, I was doing before that were, that, that were working, they either stopped working or they would work sl- slower. Um, and then I noticed like my, I, my hormones were shifting, obviously, because as women get older, you have mm-hmm. these changes that go on. Um, and I was never like, I was never a huge carbohydrate eater. I ate enough <laughs> for probably a lot of right. people. I can eat enough for two people. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Let me just see if I, <laughs> let me just go low carb and I'll just see how that works. And I was just like trying it. So I cut my carbohydrate, carbohydrate intake, not a lot, but enough. And so I started seeing like some positive changes with regards to weight loss, how I felt, like my hormones, I felt my hormones were better. Um, so I was burning fat a little bit better and more efficiently. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, I just noticed some more changes, like with my skin and things along these lines, um, energy levels and things like this. And I remember one point, like my husband was at work and I, we were on the phone and I just started crying, like for Aww. no reason, like for no reason. It, there was nothing, there was nothing that was happening. Right. We weren't having a bad conversation. I was just in tears. It was so horrible. Like my, I was on this hormonal roller coaster, I think. Right. Pre-keto. So I just said, I know. Yes. Mm. So then I said, you know what? I went low carb before. Let me just see what will happen if I just go straight keto or just drop all the starchy, all the starchy carbs. So starchy right. carbs being just in case some listeners don't know, yeah. starchy carbs are things like rice, pasta, potatoes, fruit, things like this. So I started dropping those things out on my diet, out of my diet. And within like a week, I felt even, I felt my energy surging. I felt like my normal, happy, go lucky uh, self. Yes. Um, and I, I noticed my skin was like my skin is better now than I think it was before. You know, I'm, I'm yes. older now. So for me, that was that was that was a turning point. I was just like, "Wow, this is the real deal." I just like, yes. you know, for me, it, you know, the type of person I am, I don't like. I'm not, I'm not the type of person that's going to sit around and research for freaking days and weeks and whatnot to to, to decide that I'm going to do something. I'm just like, okay, let me try it. If it works and it proves the efficacy, yes. then I'm going to then that's what it is. It just is, you know? Yes. And so um, that's when I really got on board with it. I was just like, oh my God, this can help so many people. And then I saw like the women I was coaching, they were getting great results from it. They felt better about it and about their bodies. And, you know, they had the energy levels and they're like, oh my God, I don't feel like I'm crazy anymore. I don't feel like my hormones yeah. are aging. Um, and it was from that that I, I just, I don't know, I just became really inspired by it. And I saw a lot of women taking their life back and like taking their health back. Like I saw one lady, she was able to get off a couple of her medications, Mm. um, reduce all her meds down to like, she was just taking a little bit of metformin after that. She was on high blood pressure medicine, um, all kinds of different stuff. And I saw people like reversing those, those yeah, incredible These processes. They were getting really good results and they were dropping the weight on top of it because as you know, right. Fat body fat is not just there. It's not just static. It's metabolically active. 
and it will it it stimulates all kinds of processes in your body right it 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 will mess with your estrogen levels and all these things like people yes. don't realize that it's not the fat is not the body fat is not just there that's <laughs> it's right doing it's there doing something that's right what i love is you know if i'm in your group and have followed what you've done for a long time but if you didn't have the word keto there i wouldn't know really that you're keto like your meals are just very sensible whole right. food <laughs> meals. Yeah. And I think that's also another thing that I love about keto is that when done sensibly, because people, mm -hmm. I mean, we, you could do everything unhealthy, right? Mm -hmm. but for mm -hmm. the most part, like it cuts out the junk. And so then yeah. you're left with what you're left with, like really simple vegetables. You're left with really yeah. good protein sources with really good really good fats and your mm -hmm. meals just your meals look old school like my mom makes keto meals and doesn't realize they're yeah. keto meals right yeah yeah that's the thing you know it's um so any this is the thing where people are like oh keto's unhealthy is this is that yeah. and, you know because of all these iterations that you see floating around that's like, right. online and i get it like i get like it eating the top of a pizza instead of like, <laughs> like it's still not, when i still yeah not. when when i look at some of the meals i'm just like i'm mortified i'm like oh my god so do that you know that's right that this is this is the thing because it's you have to be, be educated about it and you know if, if nothing else talk to somebody who knows you know yes so with my meals like an example like you said it's just going to be i might have a like a half a ribeye and um some bok choy yep is that meal going to kill me? I don't think so. <laughs> just because, is that meal going to kill me? Just no, and people will be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that's what you're eating. And then, you know, people are not questioning like that, that Diet Coke or the chips that they just ate when you can't even read the ingredients on the back. It's and yet they so look at very simple ingredients and freak out because the word keto is attached to it. I so, know, it's, it's crazy. Whether it's, it's keto being, yeah. you know, vegetarian, being paleo, it doesn't matter. Like within all of those kind of ways of eating, there's ways for every, anyone to cheat the system and technically still mm -hmm. fit into the plan that mm -hmm. they want, but making, make it unhealthy or make it really healthy. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, um, you can, like you said, any, any way of eating and I call it way of eating because I hate the word diet because we've just been in, inundated That's by right. that word since the beginning of time. So yeah. I will not use that word. But any way of eating has a propensity to run off the rails. That's okay? right. So here's a really good example when you talk about food. So somebody posted a, a recipe with, it had chicken breast in it. I'm going to tell you why this is wrong after I tell okay. you. <laughs> it had tell chicken me. breast. It was a casserole. It had chicken breast. It had um, sour cream heavy cream, and it had um, shredded cheese. <laughs> and that's what it had in it. This was a casserole. And then somebody posted this, and they were like, oh, this is awesome. Would you eat it? And I was like, H-E double help hockey yeah. sticks. No. So Canadian. <laughs> and somebody, and I got all these comments. They were like, why, 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 why? I'm like, first of all, and I'm about to tell you what's wrong with it. First of all, way too much dairy. Way too much dairy. Yeah. That's not going to help you. It's not going to help you lose weight, and it's damn sure not going to help your With hormones. hormones if you're on a hormone. I'm not, I'm not anti-dairy by any means, and we'll get to that, but it was way too much dairy in one. And number two, 
chicken breast is way too lean and it's mm-hmm. not something you should be eating on a keto diet. Mm-hmm. The, that is what was wrong with that recipe and it was horrendous. And I'm like, this is why people are like, oh my God, keto is unhealthy because people are eating crap like this. That's right. So that's the difference between what I see as uh, an acceptable uh, keto meal versus not. You know, it has all this other stuff in it. If you wouldn't consume if you were on a regular diet, you wouldn't consume that if you were doing a regular diet. Absolutely. I love that you just I don't get it. (laughs) Gave that like I love that you just gave that example because I've been a a primal diet coach for years, even before they had the certification. That's how that's how I advised Mm -hmm. all my clients. And um and you're right, like there's like a million desserts out there and a million this and that that you can make, and you're like, but it's kind of defeating the purpose of changing your yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, simple. yeah. And even um, like another example of what people deem acceptable mm. <laughs> versus not yes. um, is like all these keto treats. Okay? Yes. So now okay. here's the deal. So people will, you know, you posting all these fat bombs and a fat bomb is basically fat with like maybe it has some dark chocolate in it or whatever. And it's to, it's the purpose is supposed to be to help keep your calories up and to keep your fat intake where it's supposed to be. So you have people posting that stuff, consuming that, and then you have people posting keto cakes and all these kind of things. So here's the deal with that. So I am not anti-dessert, like Lord knows. I, <laughs> I love a good dessert with the best of them. But if you're using this, if you're using stuff like this, like that, like a keto cake or whatever, if you're using that on a regular basis, if you, even if it has stuff like swerve in it, which anyway, that's a whole yes. other story. That's a whole other topic. You're, you're, yeah. You're using, you know, keto safe sugars and there are those, uh, yeah. those uh, materials out there. But you, you're basically defeating your own self because you're feeding your sugar addiction is what it comes down to. Right. If it's sweet in your mouth, guess what? You, you're, you're getting your body used to that all over again. That's right. And you're not helping yourself. So that in my mind, that's not something that should be consumed all the time. Yes. Once in a while, it's fine. Once in a while, it's fine. You know, use some stevia if you have tea, if, you, if you're drinking a tea, like use some organic stevia in it mm-hmm. if you need to, to sweeten it or whatever. Um, and that's fine. But should you be consuming fake sugars, um, even keto safe sugars yeah, I agree. with regularity? No. Right. So I, like, I do not encourage that. Yeah. Um, so you know what I love is like, you really have made this a lifestyle. And what I really appreciated about you was one, like not one time, I mean, you've been on holidays many times, but I know <laughs> a few times when you posted, like you've gone on holidays and then you've had things that are non-keto and then you come back and you just go keto and people would be like, oh my gosh, she's not doing what she preaches. <laughs> like talk to us about that because I love that approach because you do make this a lifestyle and not like mm-hmm. an obsession 24 seven. But at what yeah. point also like, were you ready to do that? Because for some people that can mm-hmm. really just be a snowball and trigger, mm-hmm. you know, going mm-hmm. back to the old lifestyle. So tell us a yeah. little bit about that journey and how you do that. Right. So I agree with you hundred percent. So here's, you know, and I get these questions all the time Yeah. about, you know, 
oh, can I, you know, can I fall off the wagon? Can I have a cheat meal after two weeks or whatever? So this is why I tell people, if you have a significant amount of weight to lose, by significant, I mean 20 pounds or more, and you're just starting, you have zero business, quote unquote, cheating, period. You know, you need to go, this is my rule, right? You, at mm -hmm. least do 30 days straight keto so you can get fat adapted, so you can get keto adapted and it becomes easier, yes. right? And when those processes take place, it's what people don't understand. So when, when, when you become keto adapted, when you become um, fat adapted, your body gets, it, it's running on fat is the normal, right? So it becomes easier for you to stay on it, it becomes easier for you to lose weight and all these other things. It's just chemically your body's different. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're already fat adapted, you're keto adapted after 30 days, is it going to hurt you to go on vacation for a week or two and like not be on keto that whole time? It's not going to hurt you that much. Now, within reason, are you going to go and eat 10 cakes? <laughs> no, right. like, no, you're not. You know, but the thing is, if you're, if you're keto or fat adapted, and if you're away for a week or something, and then you come back, this is the awesome thing about keto, and this is why I love it, and this is why I promote it, and this is why I think it works for a lot of people. You know exactly what to do, mm -hmm. get back to that state, and to start creating your results. There are no questions. There's, it's not Beautiful. rocket science. You don't have to ask. You know exactly what to do to get back on. So when I'm away... I will eat a plate of pasta. I will eat, you know, some things. But and and there are times where I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to have the starches, so I won't. And I'll just have like a protein and some vegetables and call it a day. Like every restaurant will cater to whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. So I'll do do that. So it's like a, it's more of a mix. It's just not like ah, I just go yeah. totally off. The well, I like that you like don't that. keep it from like from cultural experiences. Cause I remember speaking to someone who was paleo and is, and still is. And I remember he went to Scotland and he mm -hmm. wouldn't even try the haggis cause it had some sort of grains in it or oats or something. And I thought, wow, like you missed out on a mm -hmm. cultural experience because you're that rigid. And I think that's mm -hmm. when it becomes a problem. And I love that you travel, like you travel to France and all these places yeah. where you're, there's foods that are not keto, but it's a cultural experience yeah. and, yeah. and that brings joy and happiness and, you know, other yeah. things rather than like resisting and thinking you can't yeah. do that. So I, yeah. So I think, you know, if like we have to live right. And, and this whole concept of not being able to enjoy yourself or whatever that comes from, that's the old diet paradigm that yes. people have in their minds. Like, Oh, I have to be really strict and I have to all the time, 24 seven. And I can't go on vacation because I'm afraid I'm going to, you know, yes. gain weight, blah, 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 blah. Keto is not like that. It's a way of eating and it's super easy and simple. There's no counting yes. points. There's no, you know, for most people, there's no calorie count. There's none of this other crap. Yes that is clouding your brain. So when you come back, you're like, okay, I need to get back on the diet. What do I do? I do what I did the first time. That's right. It's, it's so yeah, simple. Yeah, you keep it really simple. Yeah. I love that. Oh my goodness. I can't believe we've been talking for almost an hour. Oh, time. Is it? Yes. Time together always goes oh so God. fast. Oh I love God. it. Um, that is, that's incredible. I love so much how, I mean, what I'm taking from this the most is like just how you're so good at telling people the truth. I yeah. love how you took charge of your own health 
And I love how you've really taken that and made it a mission to help other people. That's, that's really, I believe when we start this journey, we don't realize like the massive impact that we can have just by changing our own lives. You don't even need to be a professional. You don't need to be in the health industry or business or anything, but like just you living your own life, making positive changes, the people around you will become better for it. And yeah. the beginning, we need to think of ourselves, but it's incredible how it has that ripple effect. Yeah. So Leah, I yeah, know you sure. work with, um, with women and coaching them through this process because as easy as, as we make it sound, mm-hmm. there's something so powerful about having a coach. And um, so how can people get a hold of you? So mostly, I should be on Instagram, but mostly I'm on Facebook. Like that's where people, that's my jam. That's where people yeah. find me. Um, so it's Leia Borges. If you look up my name, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Borges. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on Facebook so people can look me up there. Um, I have an email address, which I guess we'll put also in the yes. show notes. So if people want to get a hold of me, they can. Um, but that's pretty much it. That's awesome. where I am. Spell your name just one more time in case people don't look at the show notes. Sure. It's L E E I A. And then Borges is the last name B O R G as in girl E S. Amazing. Love that. Okay. Before we go though, I always have two questions that I ask all <laughs> my guests. So here we go. The first one has to do with the tagline of the show. And that's, can you think of a time when you heard something that changed everything for you? Heard, read, it could be something you read. Mm-hmm. So I had a coach once and he was helping me like with my business or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to go to your Facebook page. I'm going to scope you out. And he did. And he came back to me. He said, um, yeah, your Facebook page is, is beige. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's, it's beige and gray. I'm like, what does that mean? And he's like, it means that you're, you are so busy worrying about what people think of you that you're not really posting as you. And I can't tell, I can't tell what you're about. I can't tell what you're for, what you're not for, what you're against, what you help with. I can't. Wow. I'm <laughs> and, taking and that. Off. Yeah. And that changed it. And that's why like now I'm just like out there. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Okay. And I know if you weren't, we wouldn't have been in touch because that's exactly no. what attracted me to start oh, a conversation no. with you, right? Was that you were, st- I know you're probably standing up for something and then we agreed on it. Um, okay. So the last question is, oh, I love this question. What does living by design mean to you? It means, oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, it means <clears throat> living according to your own internal standards Mm. so like who like when you close the door to your bedroom when nobody's around who are you and living according to that and following your internal compass and not worry about what the world is doing isn't doing or who isn't liking you or whatever it's just following you know the internal compass like that we all have Oh, I love that. What a powerful message (laughs) to leave us with. And I know that you definitely, that's how you live your life. So Leah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sad that uh, our chat here is over, but I'm so excited that people get a chance to experience, um, you know, your knowledge and your conviction and how, what an impact you are making. So thank you for your time so much. 
Oh my God, thank you so much. I can't believe it's already been an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.